Hello and welcome to an all newest Toad by Reese episode podcast. I am your host Reese and we have a show for you today. We have a show. And hey, it hasn't been that long since the last show. Yeah, it's a little thing called consistency. I know you like seeing that for me and yourself. Never in between. We got a lot of fun topics to talk about today. And in my opinion, we're going to have some quick topics. We're going to have some slow topics. I'm probably going to go a million different places. And don't know where I'm going. Don't know where we're going. But I know we're going to get there. And why? Because we always do. We always somehow seem to pull something out, a gem or two, in these podcast episodes. At least I think so. And if you think so, you can always let me know at the email address that we have. Yeah, totally smooth with this. Uh, that address would be name of this podcast at gmail.com. Such an excellent name. I didn't think of it. Well, I partially thought of it. We went with it. Whatever. But you can also leave a review on all available platforms. So reviews, this podcast is on all available platforms. There's no paywall. And if you're paying for this podcast, um, get your money back. Get a refund. Or at least give me some money. At least as of this episode. Who knows? Maybe in the future? Maybe in the future? I'll be on some sort of station, as we all will be. Because all of us will have a podcast someday. Every last one of us. But until then, thank you for listening to this one. And I'm so glad you listened to this one because... You're spending some time with me, getting to know the real me, as we all are, as we continue every day to get to know the real us. And who is the real us? Well, I think that's complicated. It's simple yet complicated. We are who we are. But we're so much more than that. Or are we? Might just be doubling around to the same point. Might just be wasting time until the very end of this song so I can actually get into the episode. And what an exciting episode it is going to be for all of you, and I'm so excited to get it started, and I think we'll start right about now. So believe it or not, I actually have usually what I plan to talk about written down. I have it written down on my phone. So while I go with the episode of the podcast, I can always look at my phone and I put it in the notes. I put it in notes specifically so I can look at the notes and just read off the notes. And it's never like an essay or anything like that. It's just a sentence or two to kind of let me know, okay, that is what I wanted to talk about. That was a point that I wanted to bring up in my podcast and see where it goes from there. Um, And I realize I have way too many notes. I have right now on my phone 259 notes. That's over the years, but come on, dude. Like at some point, I'm going to have to do something about that. Because as I was scrolling through my notes, (laughs) looking for the topics to talk about today, besides the one that's right on top of my head, I said, oh yeah, I had that idea and that idea and that idea. And I was going to do that thing, that thing. And I look through my notes, and it's, 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 it's a madman. It's definitely a madman who owns this phone, because I have 
to-do list, I have video ideas, I have my weight, I have topics I want to look up, I have a shopping list, I have movies I haven't seen, I have apps I want to check out, I have websites I want to check out, I want things that I want to buy, and like, that's nuts. And I never go back to them and delete them in a timely manner. So, let's see, my earliest note, and I'm scrolling through right now in real time, is from 2018. For reference, it's 2022 right now. 2018. And I'm looking at the, some of them. There's, like, I have goals in 2018. There's there's, there's nothing from 2018 that I'm doing right now. Uh, that is hilarious. And then reading through it, reading through my notes from back then is like seeing my Facebook posts from years ago or my social media posts from years ago. It's making me cringe. Like, really? I wrote that? I wrote that down? <laughs> See, Phone Me is very, has very lofty goals. Phone Me has the loftiest of goals. Ooh, I want to try that, though. Now I'm looking at it. <laughs> Phone Me might have been on to something, but that's not real me now. I just really need to clean it out. So I started deleting a few of the notes. And so I got it down to 259 because it was more. I deleted eight notes. So originally it was 267. It was 267, I deleted eight. Problem is, I deleted eight while being in the midst of recording the podcast. Like, I got distracted while trying to report record the podcast by looking at my very own notes. And that's, that's, that's par for the course for me. I'm easily distracted. That's the thing about having a lot of interests and being open to a lot of things, you're easily distracted by a lot of things. It's hard to focus on just one thing. It's hard to have that laser-like focus, which is a requirement. But now I'm going to tell you a story about one of the things, one of the things that caught my eye, caught my muse. I was looking at TikTok, right? TikTok Live, as you know I do, to watch the madness unfold. And it was a rather wholesome one. Now, this gentleman and his family, they go around to thrift stores, and find items to sell online. Items to buy at the thrift stores and sell online. Now, you might have some moral um, objections to that because you're like, you know, you people, those people don't need to shop there. They're taking advantage because you're taking someone's junk and selling it higher to someone else that might not be able to get it. Otherwise, more objections aside, I thought it was, I, th I think that's a pretty cool idea for them because that allowed him to quit his day job, them as a family, they get to do something they love. So I, I, I like that part of it. And, you know, I'm, as you know, I'm very interested. I'm a guitar player. <laughs> it's weird calling myself that, a guitar player. I think you have to be a certain skill level to call yourself that. But I would never stop anyone else from calling themselves a guitar player if they had a similar skill level to mine. So I'm going to call myself a guitar player, even though I'm like, mm, are you really, though? <laughs> but yeah, so I consider myself a guitar player. And a lot of the stories that I see, right, saw it earlier in the week, saw a couple stories about, and I'm, I'm just looking up things to try on my guitar, like, Cause I'm at the point where I can try things. I don't, I'm not necessarily great at it, but I can at least try it. And sometimes it, it passes with flying colors. 
Sometimes it fails miserably. And right after this podcast, I'm going to be finding out today whether what I do on the guitar after this is going to be a miserable failure or it's going to be a grand triumph. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. But anyway, back to the things I saw online. Saw a few stories about people finding really, really, really great diamond in the rough guitars. Um, at flea markets, yard sales, pawn shops, you name it. Like they just found their dream guitar or found a really great and cool guitar and things like that. So I said, all right, let me, let me absorb the information that I've just taken in. This guy goes around to places, finds items to resell, finds toys, instruments, just things that have a lot of value that you wouldn't know about. Then I saw people finding guitars at the the most obscure places, and I said, "Well, my this this city that I live in has a bunch of pawn shops and also flea markets and also yard sales." So I started researching. I said, "Okay, where are the flea markets at? Where are the Goodwill stores or the Salvation Armies or the secondhand stores? Where are those first? Next, where are the flea markets? They usually don't happen on the weekdays. Got to wait for the weekend. Okay, and finally the pawn shops. Mm, the pawn shops. I said to myself, how cool would it be? Because I, I have three guitars. I have three guitars right now. One acoustic. It's, ter- it's terrible. Like I'm at the point where I know which instruments are terrible. So I have three guitars. But two of them are actually terrible for me instruments. One's just a bad instrument. One's just not for me. One acoustic, two electric. The one electric that I have is amazing. Feels amazing. I like playing it. It's on the cheaper side, but it does everything that I needed to do. The other electric, uh, it's there. It definitely exists. It's the first one I got. It's more, it's not even sentimental at this point. It's just, I don't want to give it away. I'm not going to sell it. It's nice looking, nice enough looking, but I certainly know its limitations now. Its limitations is that it's got me playing it. (laughs) An instrument is only as good as the person playing it, and this instrument ain't that good. But it's in there. I'm using it for now. Why? Because the beautiful guitar that I love so much, I've played it so much, it's been worn down in a few places that it it has to be taken in for repair. It has to be taken in for repair. And it's going to be a wait. (laughs) I called a few repair places up, and they are booked. They are booked for a month, out a month or two. And I don't have a month to sit around and not play with a functioning guitar. So I'm going to have to take the guitar in and get it fixed. Like that, that's that's not negotiable because it's it's my baby. I want to get it fixed. I want to make sure it's in tip-top shape. So here's the thing. I actually stumbled across that guitar by a quote-unquote accident. It was a happy accident. I saw it. I liked the color. I liked relatively how it played. I said, yeah, why not? Knowing more than I know about guitars, I know what I want for like my my. My this is what I can perform with in front of people guitar. I know this. I know the brand. I know the style. I know everything now. At one point, 
I really couldn't tell you the difference between guitars. Could not. Could not. Now, I absolutely can. And now I know what I'm looking for. Personally, I thought everything was aligning. I said, I've got this information about how you can find deals. I said, also, I've been seeing videos about how people found these guitars out of nowhere. And said, it's time to tell my story. It's time for me to tell us, find a story to tell and find that guitar that I'm going to pass down to my child or whoever and say, this is how I found this guitar. And I was determined on here, on the podcast or on a video to say, hey, here's my story about this really sweet piece of equipment that I found. And can you believe how I found it? It was so incredible. So with imagination, with the idea, with the opinion that I was going to have a great story to tell, I laid out the plan. So first, I'm going to go to thrift stores. I'm going to go to several thrift stores. And I'm sure at one of them, I'll find at least a guitar somewhere. So after work for about three straight days, thrift shops, thrift shops, thrift shops, all in different areas. And it was just, it was a statement on humanity in those thrift shops. Man, oh man, we really love junk because that's what these places were. Places and places full of junk. But again, one man's trash, another man's treasure. I'm sure, I'm sure there were fine and lovely and incredible things there. All I saw, all I could see was junk. Now here's the thing. All I'm looking for is something specific. A guitar or something else that I can catch my eye. I don't care about lamps. I don't care about dusty old record player. No, actually I do care about dusty old record players. They didn't have any of those. But there's a lot of things that I don't care about. I didn't care about toddler bikes. I, I can't do anything with a toddler bike. I didn't care about a rusted out scooter for a child. It's, there, you know, there's things that are old and there were certain things that were trash, ultimately. Or not trash, but needed a lot of TLC, which I did not. I did see one adult bike and I said, hmm, this is interesting. Let me look at it. Can I turn it for a profit? Nah. Plus, I want to focus. Like, I, I just want... I want to actually focus on something that I know about. So, the thrift stores were a big offer. But I said, not to worry. That was part one. We got that out of the way. So, now we don't have to worry about that. Next up, part two. Flea markets. So, <sighs> identified all the flea markets that I could go to. Within a certain amount of time. Mapped it out. Aired it out. And then came came the weekend came saturday and off i went to these flea markets and if the thrift stores were a massive humanity the flea markets were the massive humanity on black friday it was a lot of people just swarming all over the place all over the stuff eh, not necessarily junk I, I wouldn't call it it was it was a step up from the thrift store certainly these flea markets because it had memorabilia, it had like in the box mint condition toys and just everything. It's just, it was a sea of humanity for someone that's not altogether used to being around a whole bunch of strangers again. Previously, sure, but now it's like, oh, there's a lot of people, a lot of people all over the place and I am not comfortable. But again, 
I couldn't find what I was looking for. There were a few cool things. There were a few toys, relics from the past, comic books, like war memorabilia. Some cool, truly cool things, but not what I was looking for. I had my eyes and heart and mind set on a guitar, and that's where I was going to go. So there we were, looking at the very last option. The very last option being what? Yep, you guessed it. Pawn shops. Pawn shops. Here's the thing. I previously went to a pawn shop looking for a new guitar. <sighs> I've told the story before, but the pawn shop owner was a hell of a guitar player. Played a lot of stuff I couldn't play uh, on a guitar I've never heard of and tried to charge a price that I was not willing to pay. So, bailed on that, but said, you know... All I need is one. All I need is one. All I need is the right one. And not everybody I run to is going to be a guitar hero. Not possible. Or is it? Well, for this story, it's not possible, so don't worry about that. So, I went to one pawn shop. That was actually pretty close to one of the flea markets. And said, hey, what, let's, let's see what they'll say. Went into the pawn shop. The guy greeted me. And I greeted him back. And he went to the back. He went to the back. Never to return. Like, I, I was waiting there for minutes. There was somebody at the check cashing place, but they were having their own issues. But they never returned. Here's the thing. At least I could see the guitars. I saw them hanging up. It wasn't anything I was interested in. But you could talk me into it if you just show back up. But then you never showed up. He never showed back up. So I said, well, I guess I got to cross this off the list. And so off I went into the day. I would say into the night. Much more romantic that way. But pawn shops usually close pretty early. Pawn shops close like 4 o'clock where I am. All of them. No later than 4. It's probably due to the nature of pawn shops. And they have valuables and... You want to bar it up early, you don't want to be too late, you don't want to stay open too late. I understand. So the very next stop went all over the place, and traffic was a nightmare. But I said to myself, hey, this is this is a story right here. Traffic was bad. You went from place to place to place until finally you saw it. For me, it'd be like you saw her. Right there she was. And no one knew what she was, but you knew what she was. So after that first pawn shop, I went on to subsequent pawn shops. Most of them have no bearing on the story. They're, they're nondescript. Nothing stands out. Except one. Except the very last pawn shop I went to. Right? Pawn shop located on a busy street in my city. But it's a highly, it's, it's a very highly rated and reviewed pawn shop. Highly respected pawn shop, right? So I go to the pawn shop and I look in the, look at the musical instruments in the window. And I'm like, ooh, these guys look serious. Like this, this might be the place. This might be the place. They've got a lot of guitars in the windows that I like. So I open the door and try to go in. But there's nothing but, but... It looks like they're moving. The whole floor. Covered with boxes. Only enough room for a narrow walk. But it's only one person at a time. 
there were three people in there and they looked like they were preparing a move or whatever. Now like, well, they have it open, but there's no cash register. Like there's, it just does not look like they're open for business. So yes, I did ask, Hey, are you, are you guys open? Cause they could have just as well been moving. And they said, yeah. And I said, well, I'd like to see some of your guitars. And then he pointed upwards. The guitars were hanging from the ceiling. <sighs> Great. Now, he pointed up. I was looking where I was looking. The bases were so I I would have to move so I could see where the actual guitars are, where the actual musical instruments are. <sighs> but they wouldn't move out my way. They just went about their business of moving and boxing and un like they wouldn't show me anything they wouldn't engage me whatsoever and when i tried to move further in to try to see the things like no one was getting the message no one was getting the message so i just left because i'm not gonna stand around and be disrespected like no treat me like a customer because that's what i am potentially and Hey, guess what? I'm sure you've had bad experiences with customers, non-customers in the past, and you you you'll have bad experiences moving forward, but you don't like I was actually there to get a guitar. I was there to get a guitar. And they blew it by not acknowledging me. And unlike places that are customer service related where the person who's the servicer doesn't really care if you know you're a customer or not. They should. Usually, the people that work the pawn shops, there's there's three people working at a pawn shop. One of them's the owner. I'm 100% sure the owner was the one that told me where the guitars were, and no one. And he and he didn't help me, and no one else helped me. And that's how I like running business. It is what it is, but. It was a disappointing end to my guitar searching journey, right? Disappointing end because I had it, it was romanticized in my mind. I said, I'm going to find the one, I'm going to find it and it's going to be amazing because I'm going to have this really cool story I hooked up to it instead of, oh, I went to the guitar center and it was hanging up and I got it like, yeah, or I ordered it offline. I spent, I said all the things that I wanted to do, I wanted it to have, and then I ordered it online and paid twelve to fifteen hundred or more dollars for it. Ugh, ugh. That's not a romantic story. That's just how you bought it. Like that's just that's not even story. That's just something that happened. And I want the story because I am a storyteller. I'm a storyteller. And a damn good one. You said, I, hey, I wasn't going to say it, but since you said it, I'm not going to say that you're wrong. But man, I, I, I just, I, I think that's too high praise. But far be it from me to stop you. I will let you do that. But I never got my story, at least for now. I didn't get my story for now. Here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll look up Craigslist. Maybe I'll look up Facebook Marketplace. Actually, I have looked up both places. But I'm a little... It's Those things always sketch me out. I'm here wondering if I 
go to conduct a transaction with someone on either of these sites, when I go to meet them, are they going to hit me on the head and sell my organs off? Is that what's going to happen? Because it's happened. I guess. In movies, it's happened. I don't know what's happened in real life, but things do happen on those things in real life. And I am not trying to be a story in that way. That's not how I would want it to happen. But if I can find the right deal, who knows? Maybe. Because a friend of mine who's a great, great person, a much better person than I am by far, he's had a lot of luck with it. And he's he's a really nice guy. But maybe that's what's saving him. He's such a nice guy that they were planning on doing something to him. They met him and said, you know what? Mm, we're gonna we're actually going to just conduct the, the deal. We're just going to conduct the deal. Here's your thing. I was actually planning to throw you in the trunk of my car and you were going to be taken. But instead, here you go. And we're going to give you five stars, person. Whereas me, it's like, yep, you are kidneys. <laughs> you are organ donor. I'm like, no, that's not on my license plate. Or is it? Drink responsibly, but also donate responsibly. Your time, your effort, and your energy. But so there ends my story of the guitar that got away. I don't, I don't have one yet, but eventually I will. Something will get away. It'll be the guitar that came here. Hopefully it'll be a cool story. But more than likely, maybe not. So recently, I saw a movie in the theaters, which is a momentous occasion for me, but that's neither there. It's been a while since I've just randomly gone to the movie theater. And I went with friends, and we went to see a movie I suggested, actually, because it was part of a really beloved franchise for years and years and years. Well, without talking about it, the first movie of the franchise was definitively and universally praised as genre changing genre defining um it, it it really did help change the paradigm of movies and then it had two sequels to that first movie and the two sequels were not as well received as the first movie but they they had their place in in that universe and then many 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 years later many years later out came another movie and without a doubt, no matter what you feel about the second and third movie, no matter what you feel about the first movie, which is universally plays, the second and third movie, which is some, some praise, some pan, some say, ah, I can say without a shred of doubt, shred of doubt, like shred of like even diplomacy or anything, the last movie sucked. The last movie was terrible. The last movie was so awful that it, it makes me question the whole franchise. Or at least it did. It didn't really. To me, this is how it actually is. Out of the four movies, the first movie happened. The other three did not. Especially the last one. And I was thinking, hey, how can you do that? Well, because none of the movies actually happened. They were movies. So... I can decide what is which movies exist and which movies don't. Sure, they can resist. They they exist in reality, but you know, movies are people playing make pretend. Like even if it's a biographical piece, they're still pretending to be those people. 
even documentaries are well documented so yeah just suspend disbelief but that movie was so awful that I I really questioned I I'm gonna say the talent of the people who created the the last one, the person who directed it, the person whose brainchild this was. I said, What are you doing? Is this some sort of weird meta insert fanfic breaking the eighteenth wall bullcrap? Just it's really bad and poorly done and it was terrible. And I thought to myself, hey, how could you do this to your to your own franchise? How could you do this to the thing you created? And it was obvious they didn't want to make another one. It was obvious they did not want to make another one because there was very little joy in it. There were a few moments here and there that were like, oh, okay, I this is this is kind of cool. And this I could see what you're trying to do here. Another moments, but most moments were like, man, this movie is a miss. Most of the moments were misses. And overall, the movie was just terrible. Subjectively, taste is subjective, so everyone's different. But no, this movie is terrible. And if you think this movie isn't terrible, then you're terrible. But if you do think this movie is terrible, <laughs> there's probably a reason for it. There's probably a reason for it. So, I was watching Honest Trailers, because I wanted to see how badly they were going to do this movie. And they did this movie pretty bad. They did this movie pretty badly. But then I read the comments, and interestingly enough, I saw a couple comments that made me go, Huh. And then I instantly rethought it. And then it crystallized to me. And I realized, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they did. I'm pretty sure, with a 99.9% percentile of certainty, that they did what these people were talking about. Float it out there, right? So imagine, you have a thing. You create this thing. And this thing is great. This is, this is your masterpiece. This is your magnum opus. And it's great. And it's universally lauded. And everyone loves it. And... It's just this great, nearly flawless thing that exists in that time, right? And you get a lot of money for it. You do get a lot of money for it. <sighs> but this piece of art that you created, you signed it over so it could get the budget and the proper everything that it needs. The proper platform, proper budget, the proper advertising, everything, right? So the thing that you owned, which is your intellectual property, was on the inside of your head, your story, you no longer own. You no longer have as much control of it as you thought. You still have some creative direction. You have creative direction, but you don't have the say on whether it continues or not. So let's say it becomes so massively popular that they say you have to continue this. Even when you say, well, the story's kind of over. No, it's not. <laughs> well, the piece of art is a piece of art. No, it's not. We own the rights to it. We own the rights to you, actually. You you signed up for this. So now, you have to create more. You don't get to create more. You have to create more. And if you don't create more, 
we're going to create more without you. So it's not going to be your story anymore. And who knows, if you're not there, who knows what we're going to do with it. So you're back into a corner. They've paid you the money. They have the rights to it and you. It's been University Law that has success. They're going to do, they're going to continue with without you. And who knows what it's going to become without you. So you come back. You tell more stories, even though you really told everything you wanted to tell in the first stanza, your first piece of art. Not you didn't want to tell any art, talk about any art ever again. It's just for that specific world, you said the story that you wanted to say. And it didn't didn't happen. I mean, it, they said, no, we need more. So you give them more. And you try to make the thing as creative and artistic as possible. And some people like it, some people don't. But... You didn't do so bad considering it was actually supposed to stop at one, and now there's more. People may not like it, but you did your best given the circumstances. And let's say a long time later, they decide, hmm, we need more. Why? Because we want more money. We want more money. We want to do this thing. We want it. With or without you. It's going to happen with or without you. And, well, okay, I guess I'll do it. Do you think to yourself, will this ever end? As long as these people are alive and this thing can have money made from it, will this ever, ever end? And you think to yourself, no, no, it's not going to end. Unless I end it. Which you tried to do before. You had a pretty definitive ending before. But mm, eventually they upended that. So I say, you know what? One more time. I'm going to end it. But this time in a way that's very permanent. What am I going to do? Well, sometimes you kill the very things you love. And I believe that's what this creator of this story did. I firmly believe that creator killed that which it loved because the story was so bad. The people were acting were so uninspired. It was just, it was a drag. It was a pure, joyless mess that no one wants to see another of. They will never want to see these people in these roles doing these things ever again. They'll want, never want to see this story again. At least not in this iteration. Not in this iteration. Not with them. And the story is so bad that it makes us it makes us appreciate the stories that came before it as something completely and totally better because you had this really terrible, terrible piece of junk at the end of it. And it taught us all this, hmm, maybe sometimes you can't and you shouldn't go back. Maybe sometimes you should leave well enough alone. Maybe sometimes everything that you have that you had to say, you've said. And if we force you to do sometimes something sometimes, it's going to come out tragic. And that's what this is. This is the on-screen death of this franchise as we know it. Now I'm sure in the future, because studios are studios, they're going to say, 
this is a very profitable intellectual property. This is a very profitable, profitable series, very profitable franchise. We're going to do the R word. We're going to reboot it. But that's fine. Because I do, I personally do believe stories should be told differently in different generations. I'm completely fine with them coming up with another story. Or even them coming up with the same story, just different people. At least the first one. But after that, mm, try something different. Yeah, sometimes story, stories, movies, shows are good enough to stand on their own. But sometimes, yeah, it's okay. A movie happened 50 years earlier, then then you can you should make another one. Make it with people who mean something to that specific period in time. Have the classic one still be the classic one, but you can appreciate updates. And that's why for me, you'll never hear me say my childhood is ruined when someone does a reboot or an update or a sequel to something previously. Because, and it's, obviously, it's a phrase, it's a metaphor, it's a turn of phrase, whatever, right? But my childhood can't be ruined. At least not by anything happening now. Childhood me already happened. I can't go back in time and ruin his childhood. Don't worry, his childhood was already ruined. But not by anything on TV, The stories that I have had, uh, had a child, teenager growing up, anything, they, they meant and still mean a lot to me. But they only mean something to me in the past. They shouldn't mean anything to present me. The fact that you want to reboot these franchises now should have no effect on me. Because... I'm not a child anymore. <laughs> the only way you could ruin my childhood is if you build a time machine, get in that time machine, travel back to my childhood, and then ruin my childhood. Which, I don't know, maybe somebody already did. Maybe that's why my childhood was ruined. Well, my, my childhood was okay. But other than that, these stories exist where they exist, so tell them again hopefully you tell them well but maybe you won't it's just weird when i see a lot of backlash for stories new stories or old stories being rehashed and retold in a different way when it's like well yeah what do you expect we can't have the things that were still be and as grammatically incorrect as that was i know you get what i'm saying at least i hope you get know what i get you get I, at least I hope you get what I'm saying. It's our childhood already happened. Unless you were a child listening to this. And in case you are, why are you listening to this? Actually, most of my episodes are pretty clean. Pretty clean. Like a couple that you better not be listening to. Just kidding. No one's listening at all. But if they are listening, if the creator of a franchise doesn't want to continue with the franchise... And also, no one's really clamoring for a continuation of the franchise. It's okay to just let that iteration of the franchise go. And to move on to something else. Give it a few more years. And then try it again. Just with all different people. 
and a slightly different story than before. But see, now I have to give the person who directed it, created it, all those things, I have to give them a different type of credit. You were willing to kill the very thing that has meant so much to you, according to the public. The thing that has meant so much to your legacy, so much to the world, everything. It changed cinema, what you did. And for you to decide, hey, I am going to burn this ship down with gasoline and run it to the iceberg, I think that takes a certain level of just guts. Because, you know, hey, guess what? What if it wasn't so obvious that this person was tanking this movie? Or what if it was obvious and that got the films, the studios mad at them. This thing could end, could have ended poorly in so many different ways. But then I remember, hey, this person is rich. They got a lot of money from the franchise. So, hmm, they can afford to let it go. They'll be all right. But then that does get me to thinking about, um, especially musicians. Musicians who sell their, themselves, basically. They sell their masters and everything to these comp record companies and these record companies just exploit them and ring them out and they don't really get paid for the music that they put out they get paid for the shows they do the road the venues all that but they get paid pennies pennies for the actual work that they do and that is kind of interesting because they're in that similar vein where hmm They'll either put out, sometimes they'll put out lower quality music or they'll put out no music or they'll stage protests one way or the other. I think, wow. But they want to make music and they want to make good music. But sometimes companies saying, hey, if you make music, it's on our terms. And for somebody who is a creator, that has got to suck. As a musician, being told, you put out music when we tell you to put out music. And we own the rights to everything you do forever. But, oh, here is this clause. If for some reason you suck and also the world doesn't like you as much anymore, we we can cut, we will cut bait with you. We will, we will cut bait. Your contract will be worthless at this point. Or us, you being under our thumb is going to be worthless at this point. But other than that, you're ours. So good luck. I don't know if I was an artist with that deal. Like, hmm, if I suck bad enough, they'll wash their hands of me? Hmm. Artistic integrity be damned sometimes. I'm not saying that I would do it. I'm just saying I understand. All right, now lastly, I'm going to tell you about um, a project that I'm, I'm actually, it's, it's in the fruition of happening. It's in the fruition of happening. And this project, I need someone to help me with this project or needed someone to help me with this project. And I went to, what's that? I went to the freelance working sites, the freelance work sites to really scour the internet and see if I could find what I was looking for. And 
I found it roundabout, but I finally found it. And I found people that can do the work that I'm looking for them to do. So one of my projects, one of my, my creative projects, it'll be going, coming to market soon. And that gets me excited. Now, the thing is, I do want to make this thing a success. I do. So in order to make it a success, I have to do a lot of things in order, well, in order to support the possibility of it being a success. And it still might not. But I gotta do these things. So I'm gonna have to get active in social media. I'm gonna have to try to make some connections. I'm gonna have to do all those things. And hmm, it's not that I'm not looking forward to it. I have to look forward to it. I have to change my mindset to look forward to these type of things because I know this is what's going to help get me to ultimately where I want to go. And where I want to go is not having to do this nine to five for the rest of my existence. And why? Just because I can't, I can't do it or I can't do it. I can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to, but I don't want to do it. It's not one of those, oh, I don't want to work. I just want to be this free. No, no, no. I still want to do things to earn money. I just want to do things I want to do to earn money. Now, if at some point I earned a lot of money, some way, somehow, I'm not going to stick around. I'm not going to say, I don't, I'm not that kind of egomaniac. I am kind of an egomaniac, just not that kind of egomaniac. Not that at all. If you give me a bunch of money to not work, or that will allow me to not work, if I get that kind of money, I won't. Because that's not our purpose here. I don't know what our purpose is, but our purpose isn't to just work until we die. I know that's not our purpose. Why? Because we're not ants. We are not ants. Their job is to work until they die. That's why they call it worker ants. And I'm not trying to be a worker ant for me. I'm not trying to be a worker ant for me. But there's a difference. But... If you're someone who's earned a whole lot of money, unless you're trying to be on the Forbes billionaire list for who knows what reason, go ahead and retire. Retire early. Live the life you want to live. And find some fulfilling work. Not work just for work's sake. I hate work just for work's sakes. It's very redundant. I hate meetings. I'm I'm so anti-meeting. That's probably why I don't ever want to interview for a job again. I don't ever want to interview. I want to get a job organically, maybe. If I know people, meet them somewhere at a function. I tell them what my expertise is in casual conversation. They say, hey, we have this project we're running for three months. Can you come on and help us out? Sure, sure I can. But three months only, and then I'm out the door. I can't commit to you, but I can help you out. That would be the ideal working situation for me is I can work for several months and I can take off for several months and go surfing, except I can't surf, but surf's up. And there we have it. Would you look at the time? What time is it you ask? It is time to end this chapter, this episode of the podcast. Yep. Yep. We had a good time. We had a good laugh at my expense. Good laugh at poor Reese's expense. But how expensive was the laugh at all? I don't think so. I think if one person enjoys listening to me, it's always worth it. It's always worth it to tell, talk about everything. 
it's always worth to have a story. And maybe one day I'll have a story about how I did find that thing that I was looking for. Maybe I'll have a story about how my my book, my manuscript, became a bestseller. And it landed me on all the lists. And someone brought the rights to my thing. And I no longer have creative control over it. And I can either help them or I can get out the way while they destroy everything that I built. But pay me very handsomely for it. Hmm. What a decision to make. But I think in the end, I'm going to make the right decision. And that decision will be to cash out, buy a private island, and live there, and enjoy myself for the rest of my natural born life. And some, some parts of my unnaturally born life. Some of, that, some of that too. But for now, it's definitely time to go. Why? Because I, I see your ride. Your ride's pulling up. And as much as I have enjoyed you hanging out with me for this past, mm, I don't know how long. I can't ever tell with the numbers. But you've been here for a while. And if you stay any longer, you're going to have to crash on the couch. And I really don't want you on the couch. I don't know where you've been. So next time, though, you can definitely do that. Thank you so much for visiting my corner of the universe. But now it is time to go. So, take care, be safe, and I'll talk to you next time. All right, bye now.